It's a question we have all asked ourselves at one time or another. What is my purpose in life? And while we all have many gifts and desires that are unique to us as individuals, we were all created for this one purpose, to glorify God our Father. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. So in a world focused only on self, we want to shift the paradigm to be purposeful women of God. So join us as we change our focus from me to thee. Hello and welcome to the Purposeful Women of God podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tabitha. If you listened to our episode last week, you know that our special guest was not able to be on with us last week, but we are so happy to tell you guys today that we do have our special guest in the studio, which is my mom, Lisa. Thank you so much for being with us today. Welcome, Lisa. Thanks for coming in. I'm so excited to be here in the uh, Purposeful Women of God uh, studio, so I want to thank you guys for inviting me to be a part of uh, this lesson that you're teaching on. Yeah, so we decided a little while back, actually, Tabitha, you decided that, hey, I just feel like maybe your mom should teach one of the fruits, so we kind of opened it up for mom to pray about it and see which fruit she was led to talk about today. She chose and patience because she knew that me and Ashley had none. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we couldn't teach on it. Nope. <laughs> well, I'm excited to be here. And like I said, I, I, I chose patience. And isn't it just like God to uh, impress upon us to teach on something that um, we need a little bit of work on ourselves? So as we talk about this today, I'm actually teaching to myself as much as I'm teaching to everyone else. So I'm excited. Let's just dive on in. Mom, take All it right. away. Okay, well, again, like I said, I want to thank you guys for having me uh, be a part of this. Before we get started on this particular teaching on patience, I thought I would do um, just a little reiteration of the difference between the fruits and gifts, because I know a lot of people get fruits and gifts confused, and I know you ladies probably touched on this earlier. As a matter of fact, I know you did, but just for somebody who may be tuning in today for the first time, I wanted to make some clarification between fruits and gifts. First, gifts of the Holy Spirit have to do with a person's spiritual capabilities within a ministry of service to the Lord. These are instant. Possibly you're born with those. Um, Fruit of the Holy Spirit has to do with a person's spiritual character. Fruits are actually developed gradually as we're transformed into the image of Christ. So just wanted to make sure that, you know, we're all on the same page as far as what is the difference between fruits and gifts. That's a good reminder. Very good. Okay, so then next, I'm going to do a couple of definitions for you. I'm going to give you a definition of fruit, and we can see how maybe it applies to the lesson. First of all, fruit is defined as a sweet and fleshly product of a tree or other plant that contains seed and can be eaten as food. Fruit is produced at a specific time or season. Fruit is also a reward of work or activity. For example, have you guys ever heard the expression, fruit of your labors? Yep. To bear fruit... Also means to yield positive results. You've heard about people bearing fruit. So Mm -hmm. it means fruit is a positive result. So through these basic definitions of fruit, we can determine the following about the many fruits of the Spirit. Number one, they are good and to be desired. So the definition of something that's sweet is having a pleasant taste or characteristics. So we know that uh, fruits are good things, something to be desired. Number two, they don't happen instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Number three, they are a result of our work or our labor. And number four, the results will be positive or worth it. Now, um, 
I told you guys that we were going to talk about patience. I selected that. And, and like I said, this is not a stronghold of mine, but like I said previously, God tends to use things to teach us. And so he's going to teach me something today as well. So um, as we get into this, let's get the definition. Since we gave the de- definition of fruit, the definition of patience. Now, the English meaning from the Cambridge Dictionary means the ability to wait or to continue doing something despite difficulties, or to suffer without complaining or becoming annoyed. So I'm going to ask Ashley and Tapta right now if they could give me personal examples of times that they either needed patience or they lacked patience. So Tapta, uh, you can go first. Tapta, go ahead. Well, as you were talking, and you were talking about the definition of fruit and how it's good and desired, and that it doesn't happen instantaneously, and that there's reward for your labor— Of course, my mind automatically goes to being a mother and raising children in that sometimes my patience wears thin and telling them over and over and over again, quit doing this or don't or do this or or whatever it is my instruction is. But what you just said was such a reminder to me that it's not going to happen instantaneous. Like that is the whole point. That's why God gives us them for so many years because it takes so much time to teach. cultivate Yes, (laughs) to teach and train them up. But the reward is great. And doesn't the Bible even say there's no greater reward than to know that your children walk with the Lord. Mm -hmm. So that is a fruit of your labor, but it is a... It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It takes years to cultivate. And so what a good reminder that is for me today. Well, what's a personal experience that you had maybe where you lost patience or you wished you had had more patience? Well, I guess, I mean, just really going back to that and I'll go ahead and I'm throwing Landon under the bus right now, but he is my child and we're a little... You know, when we get home, like, just leave me alone. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to veg out. And so, over and over again, it's like, clean up your stuff. Or, you know, just yesterday, we got to leave at one thirty, So, I give him 45 minutes to get all of the things ready that he needs to do. And then, when it's time to go, it's none of it's been done. done. <laughs> you know, so then, what was, he had 45 minutes to do is now five minutes. That, like, okay, we've got to hurry and get out the door. Um, but it's so funny because I look at that and I'm like, my dad used to stay on me all the time (laughs) about those same exact things. And I was like, why is he always so mad at me? (laughs) But now I'm seeing like, Landon is a good kid. And that's what I always told my dad. I'm such a good kid. You don't even know like what you could be experiencing. But I see that with Landon and I'm like, I know that this is going to pay off because I'm a great person. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. No, you, are. you really I are. I mean, like, the messiness that I had as a kid, I don't have that now. Like, Because it, it did. It was instilled in you. It was instilled in me, and it wasn't until I had my own house that right. then it was like, oh, I want to take care of this. You know, so I know that all of this work is going to pay off. It is just some days I do not have the patience for any of it. <laughs> no, I, yeah. Well, come on, Ashley. I know uh, who your children are because they're my grandchildren. So why don't you tell us uh, an occasion that you had where you lacked patience or you needed patience? Mm. There's a lot. I'm trying to think of, let's just talk about last Sunday, for instance. <laughs> I oh, think I'm everybody a- at church talked about last Sunday. It, um, was a, it was a topic in my Sunday school class this morning. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. We loved it, though. We just laughed. No, so last Sunday, Reese was being horrible in church, like horrible. 
And he has his moments. I mean, he's three. They all have their moments. But he wanted to go. He said he wanted to go to Children's Church with his brother, with Bubba. So I took him up there. We got up there, and he wouldn't stay. They even tried to give him a little wrestling man and everything. He wouldn't stay. So I said, okay, well, we'll go back downstairs. We hung out in a room by ourselves for a little bit. And then he ran out of there. So I said, we're going to go in the nursery. He kicked and screamed, would not go in the nursery. So I was about to take him outside. Well, as I was about to take him outside, he bust through the sanctuary <laughs> doors. In, in our church, is not, yeah, in our church, you know, to access the nursery, the bathrooms, anything, like you have to go in front of the preacher preaching. <laughs> so to go to the back of the church. So he busts through the doors while Derek's preaching. And I was so embarrassed. I was literally, when he first busted through him, I was looking at him like, get back here. Get back in here now. Get back through the doors. And he didn't. He just kept running further out. So I was like, great. Now I have to walk out in front of everybody. And then as he wanted to go sit back in service, he started yelling and screaming and crying again. So then I had to grab him and run out the door with him, with everybody looking at us. So it was... I didn't have a lot of patience then. I mean, it just continued when we got to the car. I ended up putting him in his car seat, buckling him in. It was, uh, just it was not good. Right here. I know. Yeah. It's tough. It's yeah. tough, especially it's tough. with kids. But it's. But I have to say that just like you said, me taking him and having those experiences, because I've had several of those experiences with that child. I oh, mean, I know. I, know. <laughs> I mean, I, at our other church, there was one of the last times I can remember there, I needed, they asked me to go sing. And he wanted to come up there with me. And I asked mama, I was like, just keep him. And I started taking off. Oh, no. He kicked and screamed on you. Oh, yeah. I, I think the exact words I had for you was, I can't do anything with this child. Yeah. I'm going to have to take She's him. like, I'm sorry. I'm I can't sorry. help you I with tried. this child. I'm that sorry. Funny. It's not like my first who didn't want to leave grandmommy. This one won't yeah, leave me. Yeah, but you me. think about, like, he is strong-willed. Yes. But... Those characteristics cultivated properly and yeah. trained up, he will be an amazing leader one day. Let's just, we're going to, we're recording this <laughs> and we're recording that we're going to come back and let's just follow Reese's journey. Let's just follow our kid's journey and see where they end up. But yeah, I'm hoping that, I mean, even though I have those experiences and some Sundays, it's hard. I mean, even to go to Sunday school, everything with him, but I have to know that He's taking it in. He knows he wants his Bible. He was screaming. If y'all heard him in your Sunday school class this morning, he was screaming. I did he, hear him this morning. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he was wanting his Bible. I want my that Bible. So, funny. so I had to go to the car and get his Bible. <laughs> so I don't know. I have to think that I'm still instilling good things in him. And even at this age, it's a good thing to continue taking your kids, even though sometimes you don't Most get to definitely. sit through service, right? But then also, like, everybody says terrible twos, but in uh, my experience with four threes. children, three yeah, and really four for me were the two toughest ages. Two was fine with all of mine. It was three and four that was tough because they're – they're trying to get their independence a yeah, little and, bit, you and, know, well, they can and testing the and limits. They can, yeah. They're learning to test the limits a little bit, but yep. it'll all come back full circle, and he's going to be a good leader one day. Mostly. Well, I think after listening to both you ladies, uh, the audience has definitely discovered that to be a mother, you need to have patience. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think there's other areas of your life as well For where sure. you need patience. We need patience, you know, sometimes with our spouse, with coworkers. We need patience with people inside of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, ministry is the ministry big one. Ministry yeah. is huge as far as having patience, and sometimes it's not easy. Um, sometimes we have to have, and most times we have to have patience with um, the journey that we have on our walk with the Lord. You know, things don't happen overnight. 
uh, as can, with being Can a I ask you the same question? Like, what is the one thing right now for you that you're having to experience patience or that you have maybe not right now but probably the biggest thing that right now that I'm dealing with is um and then there's a lot of people out there probably who are going through some of the same things that I'm going through I have an elderly parent my mother that um we're taking care of she's almost 90 years old now and um she's came to a, a place now to where, where we have to stay with her at night mm-hmm. and um it gets very difficult. I'm very lucky in that because I have siblings who help me do this, but pretty much now we're required to stay with her. My schedule's pretty much every other night. Um, mm-hmm. And unfortunately, in her situation, a lot of times she doesn't sleep at night, So, which means if she's not sleeping at night, we're not sleeping at night. Mm-hmm. So um, it's very easy to lose patience in those types of situations when you're tired. And even though you know what you're doing is the right thing, and the Bible tells us to not to grow weary in doing good, and I have to remind myself of that daily because sometimes I get up and I just, honestly, I just want to cry, and I want to throw my hands up and say, I can't do this anymore. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. You know, anybody who loses, you know, three or four nights of sleep a week will know exactly what I'm talking about, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm not a spring chicken anymore, you know. (laughs) I mean, uh me and my siblings were all getting older so this has been a, a difficult process for all of us and um so I think the Lord's trying to teach me patience in this in because that, I yeah. know this is the right thing to do for my mother and I know one day I don't want to be morbid but when I talk about her she is 90 and I know she's not going to live forever I want to be able to look back and say you know I did the right thing you did the right thing I did yeah. the right thing I think and that's good. so that's what I'm go- kind of going through right now but um when we talk about patience, um, in a Christian's life, the exercise of patience, as you ladies discussed, helps us endure trials without questioning whether God loves us or not. That's why it's important. Mm-hmm. And I call it exercise because what we do, what exactly is it that we do when we want to build strength? We exercise. We right? exercise, right? Yeah. And though patience isn't an easy fruit to develop, we have to purpose, your word, we yeah, have mm-hmm. to purpose to exercise this in our life. Um and when we purpose to do that and we do exercise patience in our life and make the decision that we're going to take a step back and we're going to take a deep breath and we're not going to say maybe what we're thinking or, or anything, we're just going to kind of wait on the Lord, um, it becomes easier. Patience, just like exercise when you're trying to build mm-hmm. muscle strength or whatever. It's sore at first. You know, you're sore right. and you can't hardly move. It's uncomfortable. Right? It's exactly. uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Right. But the more you exercise that particular the thing, the yeah. more you do it, uh, it becomes a lot easier to trust the Lord that he's working out all things for our good. Um, Ecclesiastes 7, 8 through 9 says, Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger resteth in the bosom of fools. Now, let's notice how the lack of patience is actually intertwined with anger. Mm. Consider yeah. the times that you've lost patience. <laughs> Was that loss a direct result of anger or a lack of self-control? Wait a minute. Isn't that another fruit of the Spirit? Yeah. You're making me tear up. And you're like, I'm just thinking about every time that I have lost patience. (laughs) I've never put the two together, I I guess, and realized that that every Mm -hmm. time I lose patience, I get angry. I get angry. Mm-hmm. It's you like you're, it's yeah. like when you're in the car and you're mm-hmm. in a hurry to get somewhere and you're having to be patient mm-hmm. with the slow person mm-hmm. in front of you. What is that that's coming out? Anger every single time. Yeah. So when you it start to exercise patience and patience starts to become a little bit easier for you, what else is going to become easier for you? Well, what is the thing we just talked about? 
self-control, self-control right? Self-control, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That anger is not going to come out either. So one fruit leads to another fruit, which leads to another fruit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we can't talk about patience unless we talk about God's patience towards us. Thank God that right. he has patience oh, toward yeah. us. You know, Psalms 103.8 says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. It's just so wonderful to know, despite our failures and shortcomings, that he tells us in his word that he is merciful, gracious, and slow to anger. I know, for one, I'm extremely thankful to know that God is patient with me, that he is merciful. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Isaiah 30, 18 says, And therefore will the Lord wait, that he may be gracious unto you. And therefore will he be exalted, that he may have mercy upon you. For the Lord is a God of judgment. Blessed are all they that wait for him. And then Romans 2, 4 says, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. And one of the verses that I'm constantly reminded of today, and I constantly remind myself of this, um, especially today, is as we wait on the Lord's return, some days we become impatient, especially when we see such evil around us. I don't know if you guys deal with mm-hmm, this or not, mm-hmm. but from the cor- corruption in our government to the evil agenda that targets our most precious, our children, to the blatant debauchery that we see just simply when we turn on the television and movies mm-hmm. and in music, you know, when it just seems almost cool these days to denounce Christ and embrace Satan. I know you guys mm-hmm. have seen all of the... Mm-hmm. Uh, crazy satanic satanic stuff that we're seeing these days. Uh, We wonder, how did we get here, and how much longer is all this going to go on? You know, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, when I start seeing these things happen, I I, I think about my grandchildren and um, future generations, and, you know, I really long for Christ's return, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, At least we all should be longing for it. I mean, I long for it. I hope you long for it. Um, But once again, we're reminded of God's patience toward his children. Even though we want Christ to come back, He's patient and he's long-suffering with us. Second um, Peter verses three eight through nine says, "But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing: that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering. He's patient toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And it's why He's still tearing. That's like right. He hasn't come. He because the stage is set." At this moment, that the Lord could return at any moment, but He hasn't mm-hmm. because of His long suffering. You know, we right. keep thinking like, "God, everything is so bad. Hurry and come back." And He's right. like, "Yeah, but I still have more that need to come I to still know have that me. One, that one soul, that one. Yeah, that's yeah. Exactly right. So, yep. you know, He is always. Jesus is always to be our example in everything, right? Mm-hmm. So He should be our example in patience. He's waiting right now because He wants as many to come to knowledge of Him as they can. You know, He wants as many to be in heaven with Him as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, can you guys give me some specific times that Jesus showed patience during His ministry? You know, we talk about we know that He's patient right now uh, as far as His return, but are there other ways that He showed patience in His ministry? Because He is supposed to be our example in everything, right? Yeah. The first person that comes to my mind is with Peter. Like, we all go to Peter. Yeah, how many of us can identify with Peter? Most of us can identify with poor Peter. I think that's when we get to heaven. We're all going to say when we meet Peter, wow, we just truly (laughs) identified with your story. We did. Uh, But it's like time and time again, he, you know, would just 
Okay, well, I don't, maybe going ahead of the Lord of where yeah. he was at at that moment and God or Jesus would just like slow him down like Peter, right. come on back. This is what I've got to do. And even knowing that he would deny him, even after he had walked with him for those three mm-hmm. years and seen the miracles that he did. And then at that moment he would deny him. And yet God used him He's to begin the greatly. first church. Yeah. Like it's just amazing Calling to you, me how through rock. all of that he used him and he was patient with him as he learned and he grew in in his knowledge Mm -hmm. how about you Ashley can you think of a way that Jesus showed patience with someone other than possibly Peter well I mean I so I've been reading through the Old Testament so I'm just you know kind of looking at in even in the beginning I mean Jesus God they were here in the beginning so I was thinking about how he was with the children of Israel I mean how many times did they Mm -hmm. see what he did and the miracles that he performed but they were constantly like, oh, they, they constantly denied him. And they constantly mm-hmm. were looking for false gods or they were, they were doing things that he blatantly said not to do. And they were cursing him or Aaron or Moses, the, the ones mm-hmm. who were trying to lead them. He, I mean, they were constantly working against God and constantly doing things. But God continued to have mercy and patience with them. And he continued to bless, you know, he... Going back in the beginning of time, he continued to bless that lineage, mm-hmm. you know, with exactly Isaac and Abraham yeah. and, and Jacob. You know, he said from the beginning that he would bless their lineage. And, I mean, Jesus would come and through he their he lineage. And he did. Yeah. He fulfilled that through all of their, I mean, we fail every single day, you know. But through their failures, he still, his promises were still good. Yeah, so we could definitely see and be reminded of times that Jesus showed patience. And we're so thankful for his example that he's given to us. Um, but is there time, a personal time in your life that you can recall God's patience for you? Maybe you weren't where you should have been or something that you did or didn't do. I won't ask you guys to answer that, but I'm just going to you know, put that out there. Are there times in your life that you can recall God's patience for you? Now, if you can, then how thankful are you for that patience that God has? Well, you know, going back to like with my kids, that it's the same way of God with me, that like the things that I tend to do or not do, time and again, he reminds me like, Tabitha, get your act together, you know, and yet I fall short again, and then he, he continues to have that long suffering and patience with me. He never gives up on us. Mm-hmm. Never gives up on us. Um, well, I think one of the main things that we can take from this is that patience is something that we are continually working on. Um, I recently did a devotion study by Robert Strand, and in the study, he gave an example of a Chinese bamboo tree. Um, and I don't know if any of you guys know anything about bamboo trees, but I found this to be very interesting. Um, First, with a bamboo tree, they plant the seed, they water, and they fertilize it, but nothing happens the first year. Well, the second year, they water it, they fertilize it, but still nothing happens. They do this again the third and the fourth year. They water, they fertilize it, but nothing happens. But during the course of the fifth year, in a period of about six weeks, the bamboo tree grows to a height of approximately 90 feet. So the question is, did it grow 90 feet in six weeks, or did it grow 90 feet in five years? Well, I think the obvious answer is that it took all five of those years because without the nurture and the care of the preceding years, there would be no tree at all. So just like that bamboo tree, patience doesn't appear overnight. It's something that we actually cultivate. We work continually on it. Be patient 
and you will <laughs> get there. Paul tells us in Colossians 1, verses 9 through 11, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. In verses 9 through 10, Paul tells us what we must do to the, get the result that we want from verse 11. We need knowledge and understanding, right? Mm-hmm. But how do we get the knowledge that Paul is describing here? Well, James uh, chapter 1, verses 5 through 6 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith Nothing wavering. So we get knowledge by asking God for it. But there is a condition we must ask him in faith. In other words, we must believe that he will give it to us. Well, we got to have faith, but how do we gain the faith that we need to believe him? Well, Romans 10 through 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now, ladies, tell me, how do we hear the word of God? Through his word. Studying, reading. Is that the only way we hear God? In prayer, through our pastor, through Mm -hmm. other people, Mm -hmm. in stillness, Mm -hmm. through patience. So there's more than (laughs) one way to hear the word of God, right? We we can hear the word of God through his word. We can hear it through teachings, through our pastor's preaching. You know, um, there's so many ways that we can gain faith. but why is it important that we grow in faith? You know, people say, I have faith, but I only have a little faith. Mm. Well, Hebrews eleven six says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Ladies, part of the reward will be your life being filled with the fruits of the Spirit. If you, we seek the Lord in faith... He will reward us. Um, The bottom line is that every fruit of the Spirit must be cultivated, just like the bamboo tree we discussed. Um, In Galatians 6, 7 through 9, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Your life will not exemplify any fruit of the Spirit, including patience, if all you ever feed is the flesh. Keep in mind, ladies, what goes in is what comes out. In conclusion, patience is something we all struggle with, but we can see the result of this fruit in our life if we're determined to work for it. Remembering God's long-suffering toward us should be our motivation. Keep in mind, fruit starts out as a seed planted inside of us by God's holy word. When cultivated by the continued hearing of the word, it grows and then blossoms outside of us, producing the fruit that the world can see. Fruits of the Spirit, including patience, are a direct result of your relationship with the Lord, period. And then I just got one more thing I want to read um, to kind of wrap this up, and this is from 2 Peter um, chapter 1, verses 4-8. through 8. Whereby are given to us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruptions that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, 
Add to your faith virtue, and to your virtue knowledge, and to your knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I think it's important that we understand that we can't just pick and choose the fruits that we cultivate. That's right. But if we start, if we start with patience, uh, if we start to seek joy, we've just got to start somewhere. And we've got Mm -hmm. to cultivate that fruit. And in cultivating that fruit, that fruit leads to another fruit. fruit. And another fruit. And Mm -hmm. another fruit. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of reminded of the sanctification episode that you guys did about sanctification. I think it's all It's all tied together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think so. And Um, here's a different verse of scripture that you just read. That's got the majority of the fruit of the, of the spirit fruit of the spirit yeah that it's all tied all working hand in hand which mm-hmm. is what goes back to what we've taught from the beginning is that it's not just sure there may be some that we have a tendency to do, do a little better quote unquote at. do better at <laughs> yeah but they all work together you know if you're showing patience that's it direct tie to self-control and exactly and that leads to kindness because of the anger that you were talking about that if you don't have patience then you're more likely to give somebody grace in front of you who's driving 30 miles an hour right, right. versus of getting angry yeah and get out of my way <laughs> you know like we often do so many times yeah so mom that was really good that I was really good. enjoyed that I actually learned a lot through that so thank you so much for taking the time to study and but we before we end, you know, we always ask, what's the purpose? So we're going to let you do what's the purpose this week. I think the purpose this week is that we need to remind ourselves of God's patience toward us and to seek him through faith, believing through his Holy Spirit, we can show the same mercy to others that he's shown to us. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's good. So what's a challenge that we can take with us and that everybody can take with them through the next week? Well, let's all purpose to cultivate fruit in our lives, showing the world that we're different. Knowing if our lives don't exemplify the fruits of the Holy Spirit, we're basically rendered ineffective in His service. So the challenge this week is to purpose to cultivate that fruit in your life. I was thinking as you were talking, I can't get the bamboo tree out of my mind. But in my Sunday school class, we're talking about Elijah. and But then, you know, even going back to Jesus is that there's a period of years that are silent mm-hmm. that we don't, we, we don't know what he did. You know, as a kid, we don't know a lot of the things that happen. But those were those times that they were being cultivated. And God was using that time to teach and train them up so when it was their time, when he said, now is the time to go do whatever he's calling yeah. you to do, you're ready. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, sometimes we think, gosh, I keep waiting on this thing. But take that as an opportunity to learn and to grow yeah. and not get ahead of God. I, I use the example this morning in my class of even this podcast. We did not even know that this was going to be a thing until early this year. Yeah. But a couple of years ago, the Lord put in my heart to read as many books as I possibly can over a period of a couple of years that I thought it was really just for me. But he was using that to help increase my knowledge so that when Ashley called me and said, crazy thing, you want to do a podcast? (laughs) I could say, 
okay, I felt confident enough to be able to do that. Not that we have all the answers, but that had given me enough confidence that I knew that, okay, well, I can, I can do something. You yeah. know, I've got some knowledge at least that I just think like we get ahead of God so many times, but is he wanting to use this time of maybe silence or waiting to teach you and train you right. so that when he does say, now's the time to speak up or now the, now is the time to do something for me, you're confident in it and you know right. that it's him speaking. And then sometimes I think we say, you know, I'm waiting on, I'm waiting on God when God wants us to do something ourselves. He wants us to be yeah. active. He wants us to, we have to take the initiative to do some things ourselves. And it know? may just be a time of study yes, or prayer. Exactly. Or whatever it is, so that when he does speak to you to move forward in whatever he's calling you to do, well, we have to have the we have to have the faith that we need to exemplify fruits. Yeah, for those fruits to become evident to people, we have to have the faith that we need, and we learn that you know faith comes only by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God. And if you don't have fruit in your life, if you're lacking patience or joyfulness, or any of these other things in your life, you know, are you hearing God's word? Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's good. That's good stuff right there. And I love how you tied faith Mm -hmm. to all of this, because that's what we're going to be teaching on next Next week week. is faith. And we see that that comes through patience. Patience. That's right. That's right. Well, I have yeah. enjoyed my time with you ladies. I hope you got something out of it. No, I didn't ramble on too terribly much for you. That was great. You. No, we got a lot out of it. Thank you so much for being on. And Tabitha, will you just close us out in the word of prayer this sure. week? Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just want to come to you today. Lord, we thank you for Lisa and her obedience to come in and to teach us all about patience. God, I know that sometimes it's a struggle that we all have in each of our lives, God, but may we just remember that it's a part of the Spirit that you have given us the ability to have patience. And may we walk in the Spirit so that we can show the world patience and love and kindness and all of these things that we're teaching on through this series. Lord, we love you and we thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. We enjoyed our special guest so much. I'm sure she will be back with us again. (laughs) But make sure you're following along with us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook. Join us next week as we dive even deeper into the fruit of the Spirit, looking at faith Remember, as always, a sincere desire to become purposeful woman of God starts with changing focus from me to thee. God bless from our hearts to yours. See ya. Bye.